If you have your Bible today, please turn with me to Genesis 27, beginning with verse 18. The title of the message today is The Blessing. So Jacob went to his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I. Who are you, my son? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done just as you told me. Please arise, sit, and eat of my game, that your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, How is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? And he said, Because the Lord your God brought it to me. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Please come near that I may feel you, my son, whether you are really my son Esau or not. So Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, and he felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. Then he said, Are you really my son Esau? And Jacob said, I am. He said, Bring it near to me and I will eat of my son's game so that my soul may bless you. So he brought it near to him and he ate and brought him wine and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come near now and kiss me, my son. And he came near and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his clothing, and Isaac blessed him. Have you ever felt like uh, you weren't the favorite one in your family? Have you ever thought that? Did you ever have a sneaking suspicion that one of your brothers or sisters was really the favored person in the family? On the team that you played on, it seemed like one of the other players always got the praise from the fans, the coaches, uh, everybody that was involved, and you felt like you really contributed just as much as they did. When I came to my 25th high school reunion, I was looking forward to it. I had uh, played on a number of the sports teams, and I'd been in a lot of different clubs and this and that, and I thought, you know, I know almost everybody in my class, and I'm so looking forward to seeing them, and, and uh, it'll just be a lot of fun. Well, when I got there, I noticed that uh, there were some people holding uh, pictures, and they were showing pictures uh, to the people that were around. Uh, They were showing uh, pictures of their children and how smart they were and how beautiful they were and how they had gone to school and they were the smartest kid in the whole class and uh, on and on and on. And some of them even had grandchildren 25 years later and uh, they told about their grandchildren and how remarkable they were and everything. Was it turned out the whole three hours that we were together, all they talked about was their kids. And, uh, you know, the, the reunion wasn't really a lot of fun for me. <laughs> I didn't have any children. I love children, but I didn't have any. Have you had some experiences like that where you felt sort of left out, where you didn't really get the blessing at all? 
There's a biblical word for what I'm talking about today, and it's, of course, this biblical word, uh, blessing. It seems like on every few pages of the Bible, someone is getting blessed. So many times in Scripture, you find this one is blessing that one, and on and on and on it goes. Uh, Somebody's getting blessed all the time. When somebody affirms you, or loves you, or blesses you, you have a wonderful feeling. You feel warm all over. You have this sense of being accepted and recognized for the person that you are. When you feel like you are number one and you're really wanted, it's just the greatest feeling. Every year in Florida, there are some kids playing football or basketball, and they're real good, and and they rank players across the state. Uh, Somebody eventually uh, works their way up to where they are ranked number one as the number one football player or basketball player in the whole state. And, of course, when it comes around time to sign kids up for college, every college in Florida will go to those kids and say, hey, our school is great, we want you to come. And they offer them everything and say, you know, we have a great this and great that. And they go on and on and on and, uh, you know, they try and get them to go to their school. Can you imagine having everybody wanting you? Can you imagine that? I mean, the feeling that that must be, that everybody would really, really want you. Well, a lot of us uh, struggle with not being the number one child, either in order or in favor. Did you not get the favored blessing by your parents or your coach or your classmates or later on by your husband or your wife? Perhaps you did not have the favored spot as a child. But after a while, of course, you grew up and you got married. And your husband or your wife said to you, you are the greatest thing that has ever been. And I love you more than anybody, and you're just so wonderful. It's beyond words, and you've been so kind to me. And boy, you are number one in my life. And they just go on and on and on. And then you have your first child. And then all of a sudden, you're number two. You're not number one. And then you have the second child. And you're number three. And then you have the third child, and and, uh, you're number four. And you don't like that. Because you liked being number one. As odd as this might sound to you, there are a lot of marriages that break up because somebody is not number one anymore, and they want to be. Maybe you have been looking for that good word of blessing all your life. When you were little, uh, the teachers at school were so big and they were so smart, they knew everything. They just knew everything. When I was in the ninth and 10th grade, we had a kid in our class named Charles Rush. And all the teachers loved Charles. I mean, there was no question who the favorite was. He was the teacher's pet, not just of the homeroom teacher, but of the ag teacher and the art teacher and this teacher and the math teacher and that teacher. I mean, all the teachers. 
they all thought Charles Rush was the greatest thing that ever had happened on earth. And because, uh, we supposed, he was smarter than all the rest of us, or he was better looking than all the rest of us, or he had a better personality than all the rest of us. At recess, some of the guys who got real tired of Charles being the number one kid all the time kind of bounced him around a little bit. Uh, They were tired, tired of Charles getting all the accolades. Those of you that were or are teachers here today, you all touch a whole lot of lives, and if you just bless one and not the others, it really causes some pretty severe problems. Did you read uh, or hear the story of the doctor from South Florida who, when it got around time for his class to graduate from high school, Everybody was telling where they were going to go to school and what they wanted to be. And he said, well, I want to be a doctor, a medical doctor. And everybody else was saying what they wanted to be. Well, the homeroom teacher went over to him and kind of pulled him off to the side. And she said, listen, I don't want you to embarrass yourself, but you're not smart enough to be a doctor. You need to quit saying that you're going to be a doctor. Because that's going to that's gonna make you look bad when you're not. Well, he went to college, studied real hard, made good grades, applied to some medical schools, got accepted by one. He went and went through all the rigmarole that doctors have to go through and finally uh, did his internship, did everything, and it came time uh, for the graduation. He sent out one graduation card one to that teacher that did not give him her blessing when a blessing is given it's not always earned in our text today Jacob got it and he didn't deserve it he lied and he cheated to get it he put hairy skins on his arms and on his neck, to fool his blind father, Isaac. Sometimes friends will give presents to one of your children and not to the other children. And it, of course, hurts the one who doesn't get anything. It hurts their feelings. Sometimes friends will not only bless you, they'll bless you out. Did one of your parents bless you and the other didn't? Rebecca was solidly in the uh, group for Jacob, no doubt about that. She really liked him, loved him. Isaac really preferred Esau. Did you get the blessing of either of your parents? For years, most everything was written about mothers, You know how mothers could be better mothers and how they could do this and how they could do that and foods to fix and places to go and things to do and how to have groups that, uh, uh, you know, could advise you and counsel you on how to be a better mother and on and on and on. And then it seemed like there was a bit of a change and there started being a lot of magazines and books come out about how to be a better father. Everyone has a father 
Everybody that's here today had a father. For better or for worse, what was your father like? Did he give you his blessing? When you think about your father, do you have happy and warm thoughts? Or is it sort of a dark memory? Perhaps you don't have many memories of your father because he was gone all the time. Maybe he had a job where he traveled and he was gone 90% of the time. Or maybe he, as soon as he got off work, he loved to go up to the mountains to his mountain place and go hunting or he liked to get on a boat and go out on the water and fish and and basically he just never was there he was always gone I had an older brother and our dad didn't bless either one of us I don't think he much liked either one of us even though he was around every night and on weekends we certainly didn't get his blessing. Whether your memories are positive or negative, your father has shaped and continues to shape, believe it or not, your life. Fathers play a crucial role in child development. Our fathers, yours and mine, have played a major role in making us who we are today. Their successes have strengthened us and their failures have diminished us. Parents today, I've read this in a bunch of magazines, I don't know if it's true, uh, spend about 40% less time with their children than they did 30 or 40 years ago. Nowadays, everybody's so busy and they've all got all these things that they've got to do. The absence of fathers, many say, is the greatest family challenge of our era. So many people today just live together. And of course, along comes a child. And the father thinks, uh, boy, I don't want to take care of that kid. And since I'm not married, you know, really, I don't have to stay here. And so guess what? They leave. They leave. They're gone. Some fathers who are at home play a wonderful, nurturing role from the time the child is born until they're about five years old. It seems like when the child gets to be around five years old, the father withdraws his blessing and hands the child over uh, to his mother. The father, who does not go beyond the nurturing role, is often incapable of setting clear limits for his children. When the children do something wrong, the father is eager to understand, but is unwilling to confront or correct the child. It's normal that one particular role would be dominant in every father's approach to parenting. It becomes, if you will, his style. The father must not only be a nurturing parent, but also a lawgiver, also a protector, also a spiritual mentor of the child. Each of these four roles plays an important role in the development of each child. God created us with a need for a father. 
Each of us has a strong, innate hunger for a fatherly presence in our lives. We all need a father who will be present, who will love us, and who will give us his blessing. Some fathers do this in a wonderful way. Probably your father did. Probably your father was just about perfect and you love him in every way. If you're like Esau and ended up not getting the blessing of your mother or your father, it really hurts. Really hurts. You still wish something would or could change and you could have eventually the blessing. Have you gone back to family reunions every year? And you want to stand up on one of the tables and say, you know, I've been coming to this for 30 years, and now I'm a success in business. And now I've got a family, and they're all doing great. And uh, now I've saved up a lot of money, and I'm fairly wealthy, really. Uh, I've kind of been a success in everything that I've done. and, And I want your blessing. I've never gotten it. Of course, they don't do that, but they do want the blessing. And so many, year after year after year, don't get it. Some parents bless their children with a good name. Very few parents name their children Adolf. Some people don't like their names, and so they use a nickname or a middle name. Some parents bless their children with the ability to lead. Do you remember the story of the prodigal son? The prodigal son had the greatest father in the whole world. His son wanted to go, demanded to go, and the father let him go. And so he was free. And as he left, the father gave not only his blessing, but also that portion of goods that would come to him at a later time. Gave him a lot of money. Parents will not give you their blessing if they don't want you to leave. Sometimes parents don't want you to get married. They don't want you to take a job. They don't want you to leave at all. They want you to stay there with them and take care of them. Once a mother went to the pastor and said, My daughter's getting married and I don't like the man that she's going to marry. So I am not going to go to the wedding. Basically, what she was saying was, I'm not going to give this thing my blessing. The pastor said, you are really making a terrible mistake. If the marriage fails, which you suspect that it will, your daughter will really need the love of her mother. Not a mother who withheld her love. And if the marriage succeeds and they're both very, very happy and they build a strong family and everything is great, you're going to have egg all over your face because you didn't go and give it your blessing. Have you worked all your life to get the blessing of your mother and your father? Maybe you went to the college that they wanted you to go to. And you took the courses that they wanted you to take. And when you finished college, you moved to the town where they wanted you to move. 
You did everything you possibly could to make them happy. You waited on the blessing, but it never came. You know, a lot of guys are in the ministry today because the whole family is saying, you know, your granddaddy was a preacher and your daddy was a preacher and you ought to be a preacher. And hundreds and hundreds of guys uh, go into preaching because they are pressed by all the members of the family. And, of course, they want to please the family. They want the blessing of the family. But that isn't where God wants them. Perhaps your parents died and a part of you was glad because you knew you had worked and worked and worked hard for their favor for their blessing, if you will, and they never gave it to you. And you knew that they never would. Let me tell you of a principle that will bring great joy to your heart and your mind and your soul this morning. All good and perfect blessings come from God. If you were to receive any blessing from any person, it will be from God through this other person. Paul says it best in Ephesians 1.3. Praise be to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realm with every spiritual blessing in Christ. It's God who can really give the blessings. There's no one in the Lord's family who does not receive a blessing. The blessing of God is given to all, all that are in the family, all that will receive it. The prayer goes, Our Father, which art in heaven. That's the Father, that's the Father that can really bless you. He can give you peace of mind, purpose of life, a sense of real accomplishment, We feel these blessings through the church, through his family. We clap when people join. We clap when people are baptized. I get so excited when somebody walks down the aisle and joins our church, and I think immediately, wonderful. I have another brother and sister in the Lord, another person that's going to come and help us to try and and get the message of the gospel uh, out to the whole world. Some reason people are so unhappy in their lives is that they have chosen the wrong person to bless them. They've chosen somebody that will never give them the blessings. They keep running their heads into that same brick wall. Boom, boom. The real blessing ultimately comes from God, not from somebody that you choose. Some of you have tried to please impossible mate. I was in my office uh, about 35 years ago, and a lady came and knocked on the door and said, could I talk to you for a little while? And I said, sure, come on in. She came in, and she sat down, and she had a black eye. And she was acting like she kind of had something wrong elsewhere in her body. I didn't know exactly what it was. And she said, uh, I want to learn how to please 
my husband. I love him with all my heart, and I can't quite seem to please him. Could you help me know how to do that? And so I asked her to kind of tell me her story, and she began telling the story. And come to find out, she'd been married for about 15 years, and the husband was very, very nice to her about six days out of the week. He would uh, love her and kiss her and hug her and uh, take her out to eat and say nice things about her and buy nice clothes for her and all, all of that stuff. But about once a week, he'd beat her up. He would just beat her up. And she had a lot of broken bones. She had had uh, a lot of black eyes, a lot of teeth knocked out. She had had all kinds of things. And as she began to tell me that whole story, when she got to the end of it and finally stopped talking, I said, uh, you're not going to be able to please him. You need to leave him. You need to understand that that isn't going to get any better. Maybe after you leave, reconciliation can come at a much later time. But the way it's going now is certainly not right. You're not going to get his blessing. Why don't we choose now to be blessed of God? Give up on trying to win the praise of your mother or father who won't give it, or your friend who won't give it, or your teacher who won't give it, or your husband or wife that won't give it. Don't work yourself into a complete mental collapse. Some say to themselves about a dead parent, if they were only here, if they could only come back for a day and we could talk and visit and everything, I know, I know that they would give me their blessing. No, they wouldn't. Your heavenly father is here and he wants to bless you. The church of believers, the family of God is here and they want to bless you. Every once in a while, there's somebody that needs to go back to the graveyard, wherever it was, where their father or mother is buried, and walk up to the grave and basically say goodbye. And then turn and move ahead and realize that the Lord wants to bless you. And has a blessing that is just fashion for you particularly. If your whole life has been a struggle to get someone's favor or blessing, these moments in this church right now could be some of the greatest moments in your whole life. Leave here today feeling blessed of God and blessed of his family. Let him affirm you. He really wants to. The Lord reaches to our deepest needs, to that place in our heart or that place in our mind that has been a hurt, a place of hurting for years and years and years. So bad was the situation that we can't even talk about it with anybody. Well, the Lord knows about that. And he wants to come into your heart and into your mind. And he wants to forgive you of that and bless you and lead you out of the constant pain that you have felt because of that situation. So many of us feel that we have been overlooked 
But God has seen us. God knows where we are. Every few years in America, there's a census. And some people are never counted. They are visiting another country, or they've gone fishing, or they've gone to their mountain place, or they're traveling, or they have a job that takes them out all the time. They're just not counted. Well, I want you to know that God is in touch with every one of his children. He knows where you are. He knows all about you and all the issues that you're having to face in life. Perhaps you have not counted for much in the eyes of some that, have, that you have thought were so important, but God thinks that you have eternal importance. He thinks so much of you. He has blessed his son who died on the cross for you, and he loves you so much that he is entrusting you to his son to be your savior. Jacob cheated on Esau, cheated him out of his blessing. And perhaps there are some people today who are trying to cheat you out of yours. But God is fair, and God loves you, and God is not blind like Isaac was. Won't you receive the blessing that God has for you today? As we do at the end of all of our services, we have a time of invitation where we invite people to come and trust in Christ as their Lord and Savior. We invite people to come and join our church and be a part of the family of God, be a part of those that are trying to make a real difference in the world. I hope and pray today that if there's a spiritual decision that you would need to make, that you would sense the Holy Spirit of God working in your life in these very moments, and that you would slip out and slip forward and take a stand for him who died for you. We're going to sing a hymn. I'm going to stand down front. If God leads, I'll see you in just a moment.